Welcome to today's episode of the Gone Fission Nuclear Report. This podcast is your one-stop source for all the latest news in the Department of Energy's Environmental Management Program across the nation. Now with today's report, here is your host, Michael Butler. Thank you, Jennifer, and hello, everyone. Welcome to today's episode of the Gone Fission Nuclear Report. Today is Monday, March 21st, 2022. We're covering all the news from the Department of Energy's Environmental Management Program across the country. In last week's episode, we featured EM Chief of Staff Mike Nartker announcing that another DOE cleanup site had fallen off the map. With the completion of cleanup at Brookhaven National Laboratory, there are now 15 sites remaining in some phase of cleanup across the DOE complex. That's out of an original number of 107 sites that were on the list when EM was formed over 30 years ago. It's a sign of remarkable progress over a little more than three decades, with about 90% of the original list being fully remediated. Mike Narker's announcement got me to thinking. How much do we know about the 15 sites that remain on the cleanup map? There are some we're very familiar with, like Hanford, Savannah River, and Oak Ridge. But what about the others? How much do we know about them? From time to time over the next several weeks, we'll take a look at some of these lesser-known, more obscure sites that are among the 15 remaining on the cleanup map. Sites like Moab, Utah, and West Valley, New York. Today, it's the Energy Technology Engineering Center, or ETEC, in Southern California. In 1966, the Energy Technology Engineering Center, or ETEC, began as the Liquid Metals Engineering Center. It was created by DOE's predecessor, the U.S. Atomic Energy Commission, to provide development and non-nuclear testing of liquid metal reactor components. In 1978, the charter was expanded to include general energy-related technology, and the center was renamed the Energy Technology Engineering Center. Research and development at ETEC primarily involved metallic sodium because the proposed fast breeder reactor required liquid sodium to operate. ETEC is a 90-acre site located about 30 miles from Los Angeles in an area of the Santa Susana Field Laboratory. It here that DOE Environmental Management leads and oversees the cleanup. Don't go away. We'll be right back with today's top story. Want to know more about the Gone Fission Nuclear Report podcast? Want to hear past episodes featuring topics of interest in the Department of Energy Environmental Management Program? Then you need to visit our website at gonefissionpodcast.com. Make comments or ask questions about podcast episodes. Weigh in with your thoughts and opinions. Suggest a topic for a future podcast interview. We want to hear from you. Visit gonefissionpodcast.com today. That's gonefissionpodcast.com. Now here with today's top story is Michael Butler. The startup of the tankside cesium removal system, or TESCR, at Hanford made big news recently. Now DOE and its contractor, WRPS, are reporting that the system has treated nearly 200,000 gallons 
of radioactive and chemical waste. This is the first large-scale treatment of legacy waste that has been stored in Hanford's underground tanks. The ion exchange columns that collect the cesium will soon be changed out so another round of waste treatment can begin. The treated waste is being staged in a separate tank until it can be immobilized in glass. And congratulations to Hanford's Effluent Treatment Facility team for processing just over 1 million gallons of wastewater from Hanford site cleanup operations since December. Now that the fiscal year 2022 processing goal is met, workers will clean out the system and continue to upgrade the facility's equipment and processes. Upgrades are needed to prepare the facility for increased wastewater processing when 24-7 operations begin by the end of next year. At Savannah River, workers have concluded a multi-decade project to treat contaminated groundwater and stop its migration beneath a portion of the Savannah River site. This involved removal of an estimated 18,000 pounds of chemicals. The South Carolina Department of Health and Environmental Control has approved terminating and dismantling the groundwater treatment system, which has removed the vast majority of chemicals from the treatment area. Savannah River Nuclear Solutions, the site's management and operations contractor, used a pump and treat system to safely process the contaminated groundwater from a network of wells over 132 acres. Known as volatile organic compounds, the chemicals are often used to create paints and thinners, refrigerants, hydraulic fluids, and dry cleaning agents. The Energy Technology Engineering Center, or ETEC, was a government-owned, contractor-operated complex of industrial facilities. It covered about 90 acres within the 2,850-acre Santa Susana Field Laboratory in Ventura, California. The ETEC specialized in non-nuclear testing of components that were designed to transfer heat from a nuclear reactor using liquid metals instead of water or gas. It operated in support of the Liquid Metal Fast Breeder Reactor Program, which at the time envisioned a pilot plant being constructed on the Clinch River in Oak Ridge. The center operated from 1966 to 1998. The ETEC site has been closed and is now undergoing building removal and environmental remediation by DOE. Nicole Nelson-Jean, a top DOE EM official overseeing field operations, recently discussed the ETEC cleanup. Here is that report. ETEC is located in Southern California, approximately 29 miles outside of Los Angeles, and is part of the Santa Susana Field Laboratory, or SSFL. Both have ceased operations in the 1980s. 
The lab occupies 2,850 acres of hilly terrain near the crest of the Simi Hill. The SSFL contains four discrete operational areas with two adjacent undeveloped properties. Boeing and NASA run the cleanup efforts. The ETEC is a 90-acre site located in the area four of SSFL, and here EM leads and oversees the cleanup. Can you tell us a little bit about the history of the site? Uh, why was this facility created in the first place, and uh, what has been its history over the years? Starting in 1948, activities at SSFL included research, development, and testing of liquid fuel rocket engines and associated components. ETEC served as a tech hub that supported the U.S. nuclear and space programs during the Cold War. From the 1950s until the late 1980s, the DOE and its predecessor agencies conducted nuclear energy and liquid metals research at the ETEC site. Phasing out nuclear operations began during the mid-1960s. By 1980, all nuclear reactor operations in Area 4 had ceased. In 1988, DOE ended all research operations at ETEC. So cleanup has been underway for some time. Uh, what, have, uh, what have you accomplished so far in terms of uh, getting the ETEC site cleaned up? EM demolished the final 18 aging and contaminated structures in the last 18 months. Remove materials with regulated chemicals first and disposed of that material in appropriate waste facilities. Remaining metal and concrete debris was then transported off-site for disposal. The department's recent demolition went swiftly with safe outcomes. All demolition and transportation of debris was accomplished at zero safety incidents in a manner that is protective of the public and the environment, and that ensures the site remains safe for the surrounding communities. The removal of these buildings allows better access to begin addressing groundwater and soil remediation. What are the next steps in uh, cleanup of ETEC? The next step in the site's cleanup is to transition from interim to final groundwater remediation. Right now, the highest chemical concentrations are being removed from wells. Groundwater monitoring has been ongoing since 2006. In 2020, the DOE issued its record of decision for groundwater. And now, DOE is collaborating with the regulators from the state of California to implement the final groundwater cleanup. The investigation of contaminated soils at ETEC goes back to 1994. The Environmental Protection Agency has examined 3,000 soil samples that gave the DOE insights into cleanup alternatives. In its final technical memorandum, the EPA described the survey as one of the most comprehensive radiological characterizations ever done for a site with radiological contamination near background. The final cleanup of soils at the ETEC site 
requires the DOE to issue a record of decision for soils, as well as reaching an agreement with the state regulators. What kind of uh, changes can we expect to see at ETEC uh, over the next several years as a result of cleanup? Over the next decade, the site will look quite different because of EM's work. With many protected wildlife species and historic cultural artifacts at ETEC, it is fitting that the end state of the site will be an open space habitat that preserves the land as a wildlife corridor. Boeing, the landowner of the SSFL, has a conservation easement for the site, which legally ensures the forever preservation and protection of this unique and critical habitat, tribal cultural resources, and open space. At ETEC, EM's ongoing cleanup efforts are improving safety, and opening lands for future community use. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Gone Fission Nuclear Report podcast. Join us next week for more news about DOE's environmental management program across the nation. To comment on this episode, hear past episodes, or suggest a future interview guest, visit us at gonefishinpodcast.com. You'll also find links to topics of interest covered in this podcast. Visit gonefishinpodcast.com.